All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we doing this evening? Pretty good, Marlo, coming to you on a Monday. Voice a little more recovered than it was yesterday. I've had now, uh, let's see, four soccer games and one t-ball game in the last three days that I've uh, coached, which means me just kind of yelling towards kids who aren't listening. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, life of a coach, man. But yeah, but uh, voice is holding up and I'm excited to go. Uh, and we are, I just, disclaimer, we're recording during the Packer game. It's about 30 seconds before halftime, so I know everybody loves when I get distracted and... Uh, and, and kind of go off the rails when something good or bad happens in the Packer game. And guess which way it's going tonight? The wrong way. <laughs> so far. So far. But yeah, that's how I'm doing, Marlo. How yeah. about you? Uh, fantastic. Uh, ready ready to go. Talk some football, as always. Um, my voice is fine. Because we had the week off we'll talk about from the Badgers. Yeah. So there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't as much yelling. <laughs> did hit up Oktoberfest like we talked about. Yeah, uh, did some beer tasting and lost miserably in a uh, barrel roll contest. So mm. that was was the beer good? Did it taste good? The beer is good. Um, yeah, okay, and nice. I have tasted uh, tasted a bazillion Oktoberfest. So I am done with Oktoberfest for the season. Officially. Well, until October. No, no, I, I'm done. done for until next October. Wow. That's a long way to stay off of the October. I I had enough. I had enough for you and me and everybody else. Was the barrel roll contest before or after the beer tasting? It was in the middle of it. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Had an effect on the the outcome. I'm 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 not one to to point fingers, but I I would have to say that my partner uh, did not hold up his end of the bargain. Well... Too much Oktoberfest, Stacey. <laughs> Has he sworn off too now out of shame of losing the barrel roll contest? What's that? He should. Has he sworn yeah. off of he should. Oktoberfest he as well? He's, we should make yeah. him because he lost the barrel roll contest. <laughs> He's, yes. He is vanished. Is that the word? Probably yeah. not, not enforceable for us to penalize him in such a way. Like if he just bought it, we wouldn't know. It'd be, you know what can we do, really? <laughs> Yeah, but here we are. We'll come up on with the other a different side. punishment. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. So you did the that this weekend. Yep. That was part of the weekend. It was a badger this weekend, as you mentioned, Marlo. Yes. Uh, mine was filled with children's sporting events, which I think was good to you know have that. <clears throat> probably when the badgers would have been playing normally, uh, and I looked at and I think that it's not as much interference as I would think going forward. So that's good. Did you do anything else to uh, pass the time, buy the time on Saturday, or was it just uh, the barrel roll contest in Oktoberfest, Jason? Uh, watch a lot more football. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still found a way to watch football. Surprise. Oh. oh gotcha. There we go. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's happening? A lot of football. It was a good Saturday, I guess, to watch other things, right? Yeah. Uh, there were lots of entertaining other games, uh, more specifically in the Big Ten, Marlo. So let's start there, looking at our conference. Yeah. 
biggest win for the Big Ten. Penn State and Auburn over Auburn. Uh, what is it? Twenty-eight to twenty was the final score there, something like that. Um, on prime time, Minnesota crushing Colorado is a big one in the Big Ten Pac-12 rivalry. I should the that was a joke one. I should. I should. Yeah, an alliance game, very important. Alliance game. Repping the alliance brand. Uh, Michigan State crushing Miami down in Miami, or Nebraska covering against Oklahoma, which was the biggest <laughs> win <laughs> for the Big Ten. I, I think in the early slot, the cover of Nebraska was very surprising. Uh, yeah, especially at one. I think for most of that game, it was no more than a two point or maybe a two possession game. Yeah. Um, for most of that, which was surprising. I thought my phone was broken because I was, or I just had too much Oktoberfest. And, um, yeah, well. yeah so that, that's a big one because it wasn't, yeah. it was a 20, weren't they 22 point favorites at the time? Yeah, or like 22 that. point, yeah, Oklahoma was 22 point favorites. And yeah, it was a touchdown score throughout the game. And it was, there was the joke, uh, at, halftime where they were down like three or something where it's like this is their biggest win in 20 years being down at halftime because that was the joke when they were down close to Ohio State what a couple years ago yeah (laughs) so that was a a big one but obviously not a win so holy shit Cephas almost had an amazing catch uh (laughs) <laughs> Which of the wins? Okay, so uh, I put Minnesota in there. That was going to be the joke one, but then I threw in the Nebraska one because obviously Minnesota winning over Colorado. Yeah. Who really cares? Uh, we already stole Colorado's coach, the Big Ten did. Uh, so Penn State over Auburn or Michigan State over Miami, which was, I guess, I, will, I would split. Which is a bigger win for the Big Ten? For the Big Ten, I mean, it has to be, the, it has to be Auburn. Um in this case, anytime you get a win over an SEC opponent, mm-hmm. uh, it's a big one. Especially, you know, with Auburn having aspirations. Well, they always do, but they had aspirations of of winning the SEC. Uh, but that was, I would say, that's a big win. You know, Miami. It's a big name, and actually, you know, Michigan going down Miami is good. But as we know, and we claimed last week, Miami not back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, Penn State of Auburn is probably best for the Big Ten, best for how Wisconsin fans feel. Right, they would have been yeah. a little. Uh, it makes us feel better that we lost to a team that went out and beat uh, beat Auburn, uh, Michigan State. Probably better for the pod because mm. then we can say Miami's not back, and that's always fun to sue, do. Yes, they were really bad. Miami was in this game. They did all the Miami things, making all the mistakes. Uh, their quarterback King, who's returning from it like a devastating ACL injury, he was really bad through multiple interceptions. Uh, Michigan State looked really good, but I, I'm a little concerned. It just might be Miami is bad. So I think in the <laughs> end, um, Penn State was the more impressive win. Green Bay just did the thing where they call the timeout and then the kicker misses it, and then he makes it on the second <laughs> attempt. So that was great. That was fun. It's all, all right, going so the that, right way. <laughs> all right. I guess uh, other narrative I had here, Marlo. Big weekend for the new Big Twelve teams. Uh, Cincinnati beat Indiana. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before oh, I do that, oh, Penn, oh, State, oh. Penn State over Penn State over Auburn. I think you called yeah. it. I think you called that after week one. Uh, we lose Penn State, and maybe Penn State's actually a good team. And yeah, maybe Penn State's a good, good team. Defense. Well, I was a little worried uh, because they were again talking up the secondary, but then the secondary was losing people a little bit in the yeah. Auburn game, and Bo Nix has been there for. He's only a junior, Marlowe. 
What? But no. He's, but he's, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what they said. He's been there forever. Uh, so if we have at least another year of Bo Nix, because uh, he's probably going to be there next year, too. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, kind of called it. I don't know. Obviously a big win. Uh, and to officiating in this game, Marlo, holy jeez. It was... Yeah, it was not good. That was a very Wisconsin thing to say. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. Holy jeez, officiating, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got the down wrong, which made Penn State punt. The intentional grounding on uh, Clifford when he was in the pocket, nobody was pressuring him, and the receiver just broke off his route and he threw it away. Like he threw it yeah. to where the receiver would have been if he didn't. That's never called, and they called that. The Bo Nix roughing when he like intentionally stopped to draw the contact was a brutal, brutal penalty and felt really big in the moment. Didn't end up being big in, as far as the result went. But like just colossal refugee mistakes. There was one call that went Penn State's way that I can't think of. Maybe it was a targeting or something. I can't remember it now. Uh, but, man, uh, <laughs> fishing was bad. It was an SEC crew uh, there in Happy Valley, which is kind of weird. Don't they normally get yeah. neutral referees for that? Normally get neutral. Yeah, they normally get neutral. So they, uh, SEC must have negotiated that. and That's what... Yeah, it's part of I guess going up there. Out. Yeah, it's part of going up there. Um... Yeah, no, yeah, refs were bad, but I, yeah, I thought, that's what I kept thinking the whole time. Casey was right. I'm just going to, we're just going to go ahead and say Penn State's a good team, so take that. Yeah, there you go. And we had him. We had him. Had him on the ropes. See him again. See him again. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's look uh, outside. The other narrative I had here was a big weekend for yeah. the new Big 12 teams I mentioned. Cincinnati over yeah. Indiana. I believe that was in Indiana. BYU uh, at home over Arizona State. And then Houston beat Grambling State. Not, I mean, it's still a win. They won 45-0. to zero. Uh, And I was just kind of – these game, while the Cincinnati game was happening during uh, the early games, I think, and then BYU was late at night, so I was laying there uh, watching BYU and thinking, oh, yeah, they're a Big 12 team. I wonder how the other ones did and kind of came up with this narrative. So, yay for the new Big 12? Yeah, Establishing their their dominance? Since the over Indiana, Indiana actually played pretty well uh, yeah. against the Cincinnati, highly ranked Cincinnati team, better than they did last week. Uh, entertaining game, that one uh, on there. But, yeah, the new Big 12 coming in hot. UFC, UFC, not so much. That was the one that didn't. Well, who they yeah. lose to? Another. Who's that? Indiana. UFC. UFC. Or UCF. Oh, UCF. Oh, I didn't. UCF. I I didn't write it down. Yeah, don't worry about it. That's all right. They lost, so I didn't include them there. Yeah, it, but I think it was. I think it was close. Um, it was close. Yes. Another game where uh, Penix, the quarterback for Indiana, just too many turnovers. Um. To win games, he had the same thing uh, last week, and just not great. They lost to Louisville on Friday. Not a good loss. Bad loss. Bad loss. You can't. As a Big Twelve team, you can't lose to Louisville. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> I guess the headlines uh, that we've—I shouldn't say the headlines because this is our third bullet point here—but uh, <laughs> the top teams that we haven't haven't talked about. Alabama, Clemson, the kind of perennial national champions, needed two-point conversion defenses, or stops, I guess is a better way to put it, to win. That Alabama-Florida game was crazy. I had written it off when Alabama was up early, 
and just assumed they were going to roll. Florida fought back, got it down to essentially, like I said, a two-point try from winning. Uh, Like I said, I I had written it off and assumed Alabama would win. What did you see from Florida? What What happened that allowed Florida to get back in that game but eventually fall short? Um. Yeah, I mean, uncare, uncare, uncharacteristic, all uh, Alabama defense, right? It yeah. Normally, we're, we're used to seeing the dominating lines of Alabama, uh, of, of Alabama. They did not have that, at least in the second half of the Florida game, uh, which was interesting to see. And I was kind of the same way. I was just ready for Alabama to like, okay, they made a mistake. They're going to turn it around. They're going to turn it on, and that just didn't happen. I mean, the atmosphere is a swamp. May have something to do. I maybe I don't know, but it's Alabama. Uh, but it was a pretty electric atmosphere that was coming through the TV uh, going there. But yeah, it just seemed like the Florida had figured something out on how to handle that line. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. And just, it just in years past, something happens at Alabama puts that game away. And maybe it's maybe it's missing from this team. Maybe it's the young quarterback. I couldn't really put my finger on it. Like you said, the defense is going to give up points, but Alabama's kind of become a team that just outscores people. They have a good defense, don't get me wrong, but like their hallmark now the past few years has been offense, right? Not that the defense yeah. has been bad, but right. um, you just think they're going to outscore people, and you know, Florida led a pretty impressive comeback yet to fall short. Clemson, Marlowe, 14-8 to over Georgia Tech, so it didn't come down two-point conversion. I don't know why I had that written down. But <laughs> maybe it was close games for... Um, oh, because I wanted I wanted to talk about how Penn State was almost a two-point conversion game because um, Auburn was driving. So I had that written before that game happened. Okay, whatever. There My we mistake. Go. We just took you into the mind of Casey. Yeah, Clemson, 14-8. to eight. I mean, is it time... Panic button for Clemson? I mean, they got a victory, right? Yeah, but this is two games now where their offense has failed to. Uh, so they're they scored forty nine points against South Carolina State. I don't know how good that is, but congratulations. But ten uh, three points against Georgia, fourteen points against Georgia Tech. Got to be worried, right? The guy, something's wrong. Oh, I'd be worried. I'd be worried before ACC play. You haven't put together a complete game against uh, any any sort of body. And yeah, I don't know. I, I know before the season started, we just you kind of penciled in Clemson as one of the four uh, to make it in. And I don't know. Will Clemson have three losses this season? It's possible. Well, here's the problem, Marlo. Yeah. Guess, guess I'm looking at their schedule right now. Guess how many ranked opponents they play the rest of the season? One. They don't play Z- Notre Dame this year, do they? They don't play Notre Dame. They play zero. <laughs> they play zero, zero ranked teams. The rest of the way. NC State, BC, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Florida State, who's god-awful. Louisville, <laughs> Connecticut, Wake, South Carolina. No ranked teams. And I don't see any of those teams becoming ranked. I mean, let's be honest. I don't yeah, UCL. Although, the, is, Louisville's on there. At Louisville, they just defeat, defeated the defending national champions, UCF. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could be ranked. It's like... How many years ago? Now? Five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Frost was the coach. <laughs> They're still, yeah, still defending national champions in my heart. That's what my T-shirt says. Uh, yeah. All right. That anything else happened that I missed, Marlo? Yeah, putting in the notes. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I think that I think that it was covered. It was college football. It was a great late afternoon evening slate, um, which I appreciate it. Yeah, the games just sure. kind of rolled one into the other. Yeah, uh, which is really great because it. What was the early game? Shoot, I was watching, and then that ended, and I was like, oh, Cincinnati, Indiana's still on. So I caught the tail end of that, and it just kind of like kept rolling throughout the day that I was constantly like, it kind of felt almost like March Madness-y, like in that kind of like, there's always the next game happening right away. Uh, so that was really cool. Really great weekend in college football. Let's look ahead to next weekend, Marlo. Yeah. The big one. It's Big noon again, Marlo. Big noon again. Big noon game. Big noon's there. Uh, game day is there. It is the game of the week. Are they going to be next to each game. other? That'd be really I don't fun. know. Yeah, that'd be funny. My goal is to get on, on TV with both of them, nice. <laughs> which will not happen because I'll forget all about it. Um, yeah. Got to get there early for that, Marlo. Yeah, exactly. I think. I don't know. I think that's so, still the case. Uh, but yeah, big game. Wisconsin Notre Dame, Soldier Field. Yeah. So Wisconsin Notre Dame, uh, Wisconsin currently favored by five and a half points. Yeah, what the hell? Where'd that come from? Oh, I Gosh. know. Notre Dame's not a good football team. Uh, okay, you're making me nervous. All right. <laughs> well, so coming in the game, Wisconsin obviously sitting at one and one. I guess we, again, as you mentioned, we look back at Penn State and go, okay, a better loss than maybe we thought as far as how good Penn State might be after the win over Auburn. A game you look back and say these were these crucial mistakes that maybe don't happen in any other game, but that one, like we said, it's like an Iowa game where just weird shit happens. Uh, maybe that doesn't happen in this game. Neutral game site, so no home field advantage for either team. But Notre Dame comes in at three and zero, against Florida State, forty eight forty three in just one overtime. Was it or was it two? Yeah, one overtime. In one overtime. Uh, that is now 0-3 Florida State, who's lost to Notre Dame. Jacksonville State, JVST, and Wake yeah. Forest. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're, the narrative, by the way, for Florida State going into that game, uh, their coach Norvell, I think it is, he said, uh, people aren't talking about how we are you know, two plays away from being 2-0. People, people aren't, aren't, aren't talking about that anymore. They lost 35-14 to... Uh, to Wake Forest, and then so they beat uh, Toledo, thirty-two to twenty-nine, and Purdue twenty-seven thirteen, which I guess is a bit more um, a bit more of a, a, a difference there. But how good is Purdue this year? Uh, will remain to be seen. The drum got in though. I think the drum got in. That was a no, big I thought deal. The, the drum didn't get in. I th- well, they were bringing it down anyway. It was like the hallway wasn't big enough or something for code. I saw there was a tweet where they were like, we're bringing it in. And <laughs> then I guess it didn't fit or something. But I don't know where it ended up then. <laughs> so, but I mean, you beat a Purdue team without the drum then. I mean. Yeah. Is that really a win? Yeah. Is that really a win? People are asking. Uh, so I, I guess if you look at that. That's how you can kind of convince yourself, right? That a three and twelfth ranked Notre Dame would be underdogs to a what are we eighteenth, nineteenth ranked one and one Wisconsin team at a neutral site. It just feels a little bit weird, Marlo. But I think that's how you get there. That's how you convince yourself of it, Marlo. Let's talk about what we're excited for and what we're worried about. Yeah, Marlo, what are you excited for in this matchup between Wisconsin and Notre Dame? This is it. This is it. This is the Grand Mertz game we're going to be waiting for. 
This is okay. This is it. It's like the Jack Cohen revenge game, but it's gonna be flipped on its head by the Graham Mertz uh, 2021 coming out party, and um, I think it's gonna be glorious. I I'm excited about it. I like I said, I you went over how you could talk yourself into this from Notre Dame from Notre Dame uh, or being favorites from Notre Dame standpoint, and I think I made this I made this case after Florida State. I clearly made this case after whatever that Jacksonville State game was. Um, but you know, I'm not gonna say they're a bad team, but they're not juggernauts, right? They're beatable, and um, I, I'm you know I'm not gonna say I've watched a ton of Notre Dame, but I I think this is this is the game that we scheme for that we could plan for that it's going to be it favorable for for Mertz to have a a good quarterback game. Yeah, I think it's it's set up there. Uh, why am I not finding the stupid stats? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, hold on, I'm getting the research department to look into this. Uh, yep. I like I like what you're saying, Marlo. Uh, I think I, I would obviously be super behind that. Um, as I get this, why is this not working? Here we go. Team stats. There we go. Uh, Notre Dame giving up 302 yards passing. On average, on the season, um, 106 on the ground. So I think it's definitely there. The defense is definitely there to be had, uh, which is leads into what I'm excited for. I'm excited to see our what seems like now a three-headed uh, running back group ready to go. Again, uh, 106. Oh, that was on. Let me flip. Let me flip that. I'm sorry. That was yards. Gained. I'm sorry, Marlo. 232 mm-hmm. passing yards given up. Still pretty high. 150 yeah. on the ground. That was what yeah. I'm excited about. Seeing our rushing attack that we hope is now solidified after uh, after the Eastern Michigan game uh, to attack that defense. So I guess it, it, both of us looking for the Wisconsin offense to attack this hopefully porous Notre Dame defense. Yes. Marlo, what? Let's flip it. What are you yep. worried about going it? What are you worried about going I'm to this game? S- still worried about the secondary. Um, yep. I'm, I'm still worried about that. That's going to be my biggest worry. Um, as we did see, they're not afraid, Chip Kelly, to push the ball down the field. And if they've watched any tape, they are probably going to try to push that ball down the field. So the uh, mm-hmm. safeties need to be ready. They need to uh, keep their keep disciplined eyes in the backfield, not take that extra step, and you know leave leave people behind them open. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm kind of gonna. I don't want to say counter necessarily because it's just a worry. It doesn't mean I think it's gonna happen. Uh, but I'm worried about Jack Cohen having himself a game uh, because this offense is built so well for Jack Cohen and his abilities, <laughs> his ability to uh, be accurate, be accurate deep. They have talented wide receivers, good tight ends, a good offensive line. And he just needs to sit back there and make the throws. And I'm worried that the matchups, as you mentioned, the secondary are going to be there, and he can have a big game. I, I, I guess specifically, I'm worried about the tight ends catching us uh, when we're putting pressure on the quarterback, mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to block with their offensive lineman, maybe running back in there. Tight ends are going to get open and are. Uh, secondary uh, safety specifically aren't going to be able to keep up with those 
those tight ends. So that worries me. Hmm. But uh, I think it's going to be high scoring. Yeah? You think so? I think so, too. I do. Over-under is 46.5. You're going over? What would it, <laughs> so what would it take to be over? Like, it's a close 20, game. 21 would be over, yeah. something like that. Both teams yeah. need to get... I think it's going to be close. I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball. I think both teams are going to be able to score. I think I'd go. I think I'd go over. I mean, unless Ooh. you think. Okay, I guess. Do you, do you see Notre Dame's defense shutting down Wisconsin? I don't. I don't. I do not. I do not. I mean, if they do, then that's it's a really. I'm I'm done. Yeah, then it might be a long year. Saturday. So um, then to get under the 46.5, you'd essentially be thinking that Wisconsin's defense is good enough to shut down Notre Dame, which is possible, given up less than 200 yards so far this year in two games. But that's possible. But like we said, I don't know that I love the matchup for some of our some of our secondaries you mentioned. So I think, I think both teams are going to move the ball and score. I hope I'm wrong in that Wisconsin just shuts them down and it's an easy... <laughs> You know, twenty-one ten victory, something like that. That's the only that's the only scenario I see this game going under. Got it. Um, my my secondary worry, which is nothing that the team can control, is yeah. that this is stadium is going to be chock full of Notre Dame fans. Oh, um, I don't know. Do you think so? I it's a worry. I don't know. That's why I'm worried about because I don't. I truly don't know. Um, I have, you know, from like asking around who's going, it seems like my Wisconsin bubbles people are going, but yeah. it's Chicago, it's Notre Dame. Um, I could see, I can definitely see that being a thing. I think it's not gonna, I, I think there could be more Notre Dame fans than Badger fans, but I don't think it's gonna be overwhelming. Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I mean, we'll see. like six. I'm thinking like maybe sixty forty. Sixty forty. I can yeah. go. I can roll with that. Because where the hell are Notre Dame fans? It's not like. Well, are that's they the thing. In... People, there's always people are Notre quote unquote Notre Dame fans. None went there, but like their dads, grand. They were always growing. You know, growing up, watched Notre Dame, so they don't really have a team. So they take they take Notre Dame. Um, but those yeah. people, yeah, I know, but like. Notre Dame Notre Dame's like a brand because that that happens all over, right? But is it yeah. is it that specific to Chicago that it's like, oh, as much as opposed to like how many Wisconsin grads are in Chicago. You know what I mean? Like I just think that there's a little bit it's a little bit more even in my mind. I didn't live in Chicago, Marlo, you did, so I, I might be wrong, but like yeah. Notre Dame just to me is like, oh, we're this national brand and you know, we can go everywhere and recruit and all that nonsense. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, and that's that's I that's why it's a little bit of worry because it is an unknown. Oh, Sorry. of where that where that percentage <laughs> stands. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, tra- that's why I trailed off in my thought. Yeah. Uh, Rogers just threw like going forty yard pass to Adams on third and twelve. So I was going to be very upset because Rogers took a sack before that play. That you know maybe if you practice in the offseason you don't take, but we'll get to that in a second. All right, uh, all right. Uh, so we got distracted. Out. Wisconsin or Dame? Yeah. <sighs> It's not a must-win for Wisconsin. I think so. But I think it's a. I think it's. A, I think it's a must. Well, win. I like doing the how part of my take does must-win versus can't lose. It's can't lose, but not okay. a must-win. Sure, it's a key. Yeah, I could agree with that. It's a can't lose. 
necessarily a must win, but a, a loss here, putting the season at one and two to go into the Big Ten season, yeah. it just doesn't leave a good. I mean, we're already in the Big Ten season, so to go in, you know, into the East, I mean, the West, excuse me, um, just yeah, doesn't leave a good taste for the rest of the season. We've got Michigan yeah. up next. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I think they just announced that's going to be a big noon game too. Yeah, um, jerks. A lot of noon games, a lot of noon games. Army's going to be night game though. Uh, I know. I was going to say, but the Army games, night games. So if you like to watch running at night, yeah, watch out. <laughs> get you home. Get get you home in time for bed. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I it. I still think you can have a very good season, maybe where you wanted to be even before the season if you win this game. If you lose this game, you're now adjusting those expectations. Obviously, this wouldn't affect the Big Ten race, but it still affects kind of where you think this team is going to be. Uh, their ceiling for what the season can be, I guess. So yeah, that's why that's why you can't lose it. All right, let's look elsewhere in college football, Marlo. Uh, let's try and find a game of the week. It's not great. Uh, I'll start with that. The um, primetime ABC game is a Big 12, a legit Big 12 matchup. West Virginia, I guess that's pretty new to the Big 12, not normal Big 12, (laughs) against Oklahoma. Great. And uh, the SEC afternoon game is Texas A&M versus newly ranked because they beat Texas, Arkansas. Uh, I don't know if you see anything else out there, Marlo. And Nebraska. Uh, What? I I don't know if you see anything else out there besides these two games for Game of the Week, but if you do, let me know, because I was hard-pressed to find anything to put on this list. (laughs) Yeah, tough week. Week three, uh, I mean, we'll 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 get a sleeper in here. Yeah, yeah, let's let's try to find a sleeper. Um, Sleeper. We'll go... You want to go Clemson can't win because they can't score points? (laughs) That's an okay one. They're playing... Uh, they're playing at NC State. NC State, okay. I feel like half of, you know how I talk about how I remember when one team, it's the Iowa State, Oklahoma thing. I uh-huh. always think Iowa State gives Oklahoma a hard time, but I don't, I'm not sure that's ever true. For Clemson, <laughs> I think they've had so many almost losses, but never actually lose. I think NC State, I think Syracuse. Uh, I, th- I was just going to say one more in that, but like there's so many ACC teams that I'm like, oh, they always they always give them a good game, but that probably happened once in like 10 years. <laughs> and that's what I remember. I think NC State's one of them where it's like, oh, they went down there one time and they almost lost. So maybe it'll be a good game this time. I, I don't know. That's they a need, good one. They need to score points, though. We, get, think about, the- uh, we did talk about it, but Illinois-Purdue, who can find a way not to lose? Yeah, that's one. Uh, <laughs> see, see, Bert keep losing. Yeah, Bert, Bert keep keep finding a way to lose. Always still. Michigan, yeah, I don't know. Michigan playing tough. playing Rutgers. Uh, Michigan looks really good. Michigan looks. Yeah, really Michigan. Good. Michigan's just putting points on it, but no one cares. Uh, yeah, fair. Michigan's just running up scores, and no, everyone's like, "Yeah, they're still not good." Yeah. Uh, beating uh, Western Michigan, Washington 31-10. That looks bad now because Washington's 0-2, maybe 0-3. I didn't even look. And Northern Illinois. So they're not really like – Washington was supposed to be a game, but Washington's been been very disappointing. So I don't know if you want to say that that's a good – I think UCLA-Stanford yeah. might be okay. All right. But UCLA lost to Fresno State or something. So I Yeah, like okay. Tough week. Bottom line, oh, God. tough week. Yeah. Tough week. 
Tennessee Florida is supposed to be a rivalry. But guess but what? A- I'm still going to watch it all. <laughs> North Carolina, really- Georgia Tech. Oh man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers still throw the football a little bit. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. He's on my yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to watch the Georgia Tech football game. Not sure. Oh, no, I don't. Not I sure. Don't. Not sure I really want to do that. They scored eight points against, I guess, they scored almost as many points against Clemson as Georgia did. So, there you go. Tough week. Uh, game of the week, I guess, West Virginia, Oklahoma. I don't know. All right. Unless we find an upset. I'll take it. Is, ten- is Tennessee good? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> Tennessee, Florida is supposed to be like that's a. They lost a pit. No, they're not going to be good. All right, all right. That's it. College football. I mean, game of the week is Wisconsin Notre Dame. But yeah, clearly. outside of that, outside of that. Oh, Roger has ice in his veins. He's self-proclaiming ice in his veins. Okay. Um, all right. That's it for college football. That's it for college football. Distracting, by the way. All right, here, let's, should we uh, move on to the NFL now? I guess we should, Marl. Let's go on to the professionals. Let's start with your Chicago Bears beating the yeah, sorry Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, let's do that. Wins a win in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Bears come up victorious. I don't know. There's a, there's a little bit, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, typical Bears game. This was like a, a Bears are back game. Uh, there were three. There was a point in the game where three of uh, what's his name's throws were resulted in interceptions. He had three in a row attempts. Burrow, Burrow's yeah. three attempts were three interceptions. Yeah. Um, one was run back for a touchdown, and we only had one offensive touchdown for the game. So, yeah, typical uh, t- throwback. Throwback Bears win there. Uh, Andy Dalton left the game with a hurt knee. And Justin entered Justin Fields. We could talk about this all day, but you know, I thought he played a a pretty a pretty good game. His receivers did not help him out uh, quite a ton. There was, you know, Allen Robinson dropped had a ball go right through his hands. That was a clear touchdown in the end zone. Uh, there was a couple of drop passes. I don't know what the official stat was, but I'm sure there was it was around six six drop balls um, hmm. from Justin Fields. That's my account, but definitely the Allen Robinson one was. Uh, was a pretty ball that was right in his pocket that just went literally right through his arms. Um, besides that, you know, made a rookie stakes with the interception, had a fumble. Um, the game was really close to giving away. They went to the to the fourth quarter with the two-score lead, um, and that quickly dwindled away in the last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter, but we were able to stand by and take up. So, you know, I'll take the win. I don't know. The diagnosis on Dalton is not out yet because Nagy doesn't want to give away a scheme. Don't know if he'll be starting, but I um, <laughs> don't know if he'll be starting or Fields will be going in. Uh, it says if Dalton is healthy, he will play, yeah. but no mm-hmm. one knows if he's healthy. So I don't know if it's Fields' time. I don't know if it should be Fields' time for that matter, but uh, here we are. So the fans still want Fields? So you said he... Played all right, six to thirteen, sixty yards in interception. Didn't have to do a lot to win the game. They were up. Yeah, I guess survived a late charge by the Bengals, but obviously didn't ask him to do much. He didn't need to do much to win this game. Joe Burrow, yeah. I guess, in three passes, made sure he didn't. Um, is the clamor for Fields as strong as ever, or has 
I guess has this game dampened it, increased it, or is it still the same? I guess the clamor for fields to be played. What is your temperature on Bears fans? Um, it is. Yeah, you know, they, they fans in general still want fields um, in there. They want to see fields time. They want to see a retread. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was actually playing a decent game up until that injury. Yeah, as far as moving the ball downfield. Um, you know, keeping the chains moving. He had he had a nice touchdown pass as well. Uh, but yeah, as far as fans, they want to see him. I personally, I liked what they were doing, kind of mixing him in uh, plays here and there, having having a couple packs for them, and you know, getting him into the game, but not having him take control of the game just quite yet. Um, yeah. I did like that plan uh, going forward. So we'll yeah, I you know, if he has to play, okay. But I don't think if he doesn't have the play, he needs to be thrown in there at this time. Yeah, Andy Dalton, 9 of 11, 56 yards, but he had two rushes for 25 yards, which was a bit surprising, I think. One of those, a play in which he injured his his knee, uh, kind of sidestepping out of bounds, right? Yeah. All right, well, so the Bears won. Whatever, who cares? Um, (laughs) The real takeaway from this game, and kind of from the NFL week two, as it were, uh, but two egregious examples in this in this game uh the new taunting rule marlo uh is hideous and needs to go sucks (laughs) it sucks it's taking the fun out of the game um it's and it's like you know what i can understand taunting right like actual taunting but like you know talking trash you know having a little fun while you're at it that's you know, in the, the Bear games in particular, I forget who got called for it, but one, the Bears defense. Um, I think it was Jackson. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say. I don't remember. But yeah. It might have been Anyways, Jackson. the Bengals, yeah, he had the ball, clearly, and he just dropped it. Clearly dropped it, and he was on the ground, and he kind of bent over, looked at him, and did a whole, like, clap in front of him for dropping the ball, and got flagged for that. And it was like, what can you do in this league anymore? Yeah. Right? If you can't even do that, like that's part of I don't know. I feel like it's part of football. Maybe that that rule gets that gets flags is thrown in high school, maybe middle school. But besides that, that's that just seems that seems ticky tag. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on the Bears one, and the one where uh, the Bengals got penalized for taunting, uh, I think it was a cornerback blitz, and he tipped the ball as Andy Dalton was in his end zone, and he just kind of like said words to him <laughs> like he kind of like walked towards him a little bit and said something and even if he said something egregious right yeah who cares like it's not like he did anything and we saw through in this game i just want to talk about during the bears game because there was two egregious examples of like just celebrating plays and like there was ones where spinning the footballs after touchdowns after first downs are taunting or people clapping in faces or just kind of jawing at each other it's like who wants this? Who who's who's sitting around going like I don't like this? We need to stop it. I just don't understand where the appetite was for this rule change, and it's it's a fifteen yard penalty. It's a big deal, and can change games. And it's dumb. <laughs> I don't understand at all what the what the NFL is trying to do here. I mean, it just seems weird to me that you would want to take emotion that you would want to take celebration that you would want to take joy out of the game penalize that so we have get up throw the ball to the referee and run back to the huddle 
Whoopee. That's better? That's a better product? I don't I don't get it. I, it's it's a dumb rule and the penalty is dumb. Oh, speaking of penalties being dumb, Marlo, uh college football targeting. Uh-huh. It was Auburn targeting. This is where I thought about because number nine was disqualified from the game on a very, very soft targeting. They shouldn't be it. It should be 15 yards, but they should be able to play. It is too punitive, like the taunting is, but it's too punitive to expel them from the game. There should be like a major minor, but I guess you're then you're just inviting more nuance into it. But like, yeah. But like some of these where it's like bang bang plays, it was on the goal line. It was on the goal line. The wide receiver was trying to reach for the end zone. Auburn's number nine came in and maybe leaned in with his head. I don't know, but he's trying to stop a guy from going for the end zone. That's different from launching your head at another guy's head. Like it's just different than some of the ones we see, right? The player safety ones. Um, so I think they initially put it in college football, right? To be punitive, right? We need to change the game. In my mind, it's changed enough. Let's just make it a normal penalty. Stop with the ejecting because it's not fair. It's not fair to the kids who are trying to, you know, do the right thing, I think, for the most part. And then expel them when they're not. But, all right. Anyway, sorry. Tangent, I forgot to mention in that. Taunting rule needs to go or change to, as you said, excessive taunting. There were other ones all over the thing. All right. Um, Other Bears question I had for you. Is the defense back, or is this just Burrow being bad? Uh, I think the defense is back. Okay. I think, I think the defense is back. Mm, don't like that. Don't like hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, ha- we mentioned the three interceptions. Uh, Bengals having 248 yards. I guess that was more than the Bears at 206. But, uh, but yeah, uh, they just didn't get a face mask call. This game's fun. Uh, <laughs> 83 yards passing. All right. Uh, anything else on the Bears, Marlo? Nope. So I got. All right. We mentioned, I wrote in here, Saints Transit Property as I was making the notes yesterday. Uh, we all know this. If Team A beats B, and then I don't even remember how I was going to explain this shit. Whatever. <laughs> Packers beat the crap out of the Saints. Saints got whooped by the Panthers. So Packers might be the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> struggling with the Lions right now. It's not looking great, Marlo. That is my expectation mood coming in this game, and it has not been swayed very much. Uh, although Aaron is playing a lot better, and we just got a penalty. Uh, oh, no. That was too many men on the field. Oh, that's dumb. I thought it was a legal shift. Oh, no. That's a legal shift. is down at the chest. I'm so dumb. All right. All right. Distracted by the game once again. Uh, Packers currently up 21-17 uh, after making a stop. On fourth down, uh, yeah, don't need to do play-by-play. It's not great radio, podcasting, whatever. All right, other other places in the NFL, Marlo, is a weekend of game-winning field goals. Titans with a huge comeback against Seattle. Did not see this coming, Marlo, at all. No. Uh, Seattle with the chance to win, right? They got the ball in overtime but had to punt it back. And Tennessee comes up with a surprise road victory against Seattle and the 12th man. Uh, and then Cowboys with a God, it felt un, un, undeserved. I'm going to say undeserved win over the Chargers. The Chargers, I guess, in normal Chargers fashion, right? Found a way to lose a game they should win. But the breadwinner, Marlo, the breadwinner. What the hell does that mean? The best one. <laughs> the breadwinner. <laughs> the Vikings 
not winning over the Cardinals in typical Vikings fashion. I linked it in here, Marlo. If you haven't seen this, see this now. It's the call from the Vikings radio uh, as oh, they boy. missed the field goal. He says they made it and starts cheering, and then the guy goes, no, he missed it wide right. Absolute, for oh, no. not Vikings fans, absolute gold. It's absolute gold. Go out and find it, Marlo. Uh, oh, you have fantastic. it linked. You have it linked here, but go out and find it. It was tweeted by, oh, God, Timothy Burke, which is Twitter <laughs> handles at Bubba Prague. <laughs> sure. But there you go. That's what happened. Um, and it was it was so fantastic. So it's just soaking in the Vikings' uh, hilarious loss. And to be honest, I was surprised they were even in this game because I thought, based off week one, I way overacted to week one in my picks, but uh, I thought that the Cardinals were going to run all over the Vikings or, you know, maybe not run necessarily like running the football, but I thought they were going to score a lot more than the Vikings. And the Vikings hung in there uh, but lost a game they should have won on a, on a field goal. Uh, last thing I have on the NFL, Marlowe, I think we might have had the game of the year. Last game night. of the year. Regular Ooh. season game of the year. Uh, Chiefs-Ravens. Uh, the Ch- Ravens hold on to beat the Chiefs 36-35. to And it was just a really... I guess I'll just go right to the end. Uh, the Ravens get the ball. They face a fourth and one. I think somewhere around midfield. I don't have the exact yardage written down. But I think it was on their half, but around midfield. And they... Uh, John Harbaugh comes out and kind of looks at Lamar and says, Hey, Lamar, hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, let's go for it. And it was just like a really cool, cool moment. And I think for the Ravens, that's just kind of how this organized. It was a cool moment between coach and you know franchise quarterback, right? Like, hey, you got this? You feeling this? Let's do it. And that was cool. But I think it was just kind of a microcosm of that's how the Ravens are built, Right. They're going to win with Lamar Jackson, and they're going to lose with Lamar Jackson. They're going to win with his, you know, ability and his game-changing, you know, good things, or they're going to lose with his limitations. And in this moment, it was kind of epitomized by like they're going for this on this fourth and one. Which, when you have Lamar Jackson at quarterback, you can probably be a little bit um, more aggressive, more aggressive with it, and it worked out. And I think on the other side of it, you got to look across the field and go. Look, it's Patrick Mahomes over there. If we give him the ball, what do you think our chances are after they scored 35 points on us thus far in this game of us not letting him get a field goal? Uh, so the decision makes 100% perfect sense. And uh, and it was just, I don't know, an epitome of Baltimore and kind of a highlight of that kind of coach and player relationship. Uh, the rest of the game, I guess I started at the end, Marlo, back and forth. Uh, as we mentioned, 36-35, final score, just great plays all over. It was fantastic to watch. I don't like I said, I don't know we're getting a better game this year. It was that good. What did, did you, you like? What was the your jump? Did you like the jump pass? That was you, the Lamar Jackson jump pass. Looked like the jump man jump pass. Did I like it? Yeah. I mean, if I was, I think if I was a Ravens fan, I would see if I can get a poster of that. <laughs> like it's. Some of the things he can do, it's so he's so weird because some of the things he can do are just unbelievable. And how he moves, Kyler Murray is kind of like that too. How Kyler Murray moves around the field is absolutely amazing. Uh, but then, like, it's some of the 
simple things, right? That he just does wrong. You know, just like God, if you could just do this. And then you have Mahomes, who's just like back foot, just heaving it towards. The, it was unbelievable because Mahomes pass where he was like under pressure, just kind of like flicks it forty yards into the back of the end zone, right into the wide receiver's hands. Like I saw a tweet that was like, "This is a once in a lifetime play that Mahomes has like every other week." Like, just he makes it happen and I was thinking about that, that play like how do you even see that you know you're kind of getting pressured you're moving around in the pocket and you just flick it and it goes so far and it goes right to where it, I mean this game had so much of those types of plays it was so cool um, I think the Chiefs are going to have a lot of games like this this year because their defense seems not great. Yep. I'm worried a little bit about the Ravens' defense, at least as compared to how they've kind of been historically. Uh, I think still hold on to like a 2013. Yeah, I'm still holding on to like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed back there. That's not happening anymore. So I think both of these teams, if they're going to win, they're going to have to do on the offensive end, which will be entertaining, but I don't know how... Obviously, I think Chiefs will be fine. They have Patrick Mahomes, but uh, I don't. I just great game, great game, Marlo. Great Sunday night football game. That's all I got. Anything else in the right. NFL on that game? game? Game of the year. Bookmark this as game of the year, so that when you come back next week and talk about game and of I the talk year. about a new game of the well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it. Probably not, but all right. Um, yeah, that's it. Do you want to you want to give it updates on your Packers as of right uh, now? Live? Just got a holding call. Driving down the field. We're on the now 20-yard line. Minute 40 left in the game. Excuse me, in the quarter. Third quarter, 21-17. Keep you updated if they score here. All right, looking ahead to next week. Marlo, your Bears are at AFC North favorite Cleveland Browns. What are you you expecting from this game? Um, I'm expecting Baker and a pretzel. But Baker Mayfield and a pretzel uh, with the Bears defense. (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> with that. With that said, I'm just curious to see. I'm curious to see who's going to start. I'm curious to see how yeah, much I guess time it's hard just, to... Justin's going to going to play. If he doesn't start, if he does, what kind of offensive game plan are they going to run around him for this week? Um, so yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of unknowns. But you know, I I I think it's again. I think it's a perfect game for a Bears defense like that because. Baker is known to just kind of he can make he can he, he can make throws, but he also like forces a lot of a lot of things, and especially if we get under pressure, uh, yeah. it can be one of those games that we can make it. It could be a nightmare for him. That is right. He has one touchdown and two interceptions on the season. That seems low, but maybe they're just running the ball in all the time. Well, it's just because um, you see him in every commercial break, you think he's the greatest quarterback ever. I like the commercial where he's watering the tree. And they're talking, and they're talking like uh, housewives or whatever. I yeah, think yeah. I, I think that one's really funny. <laughs> the yard sale one less funny, but I get it. Um, but yeah, the water in the tree one took him out of tennis again. Get out or whatever he says. That's funny. yeah, <laughs> again, again. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, I don't know. I I like the Browns in this spot, Marlo. I maybe that's just me hoping, but uh, I. I think the Browns are good. I think if they don't fumble, they beat the Chiefs, and we're looking at a 2-0 Browns team, and we feel a lot different about them. I still think they're the favorite in the 
AFC North, although that's a lot more interesting than I thought it was before the season. I think both the Ravens and Steelers have looked pretty good, although both of them are are both of them one and one or are the Ravens two and uh two and oh. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um so I'm expecting and hoping for a Browns win there. Uh looking ahead to my game next week, Packers just scored a touchdown, Aaron Jones received reception from Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Seven seconds left in the third quarter. Uh, Packers traveling out to San Francisco. Marlo, why in the world do we always play, we being the Packers, always play the California teams in California? I feel I like we're, when was the last time San Francisco has come to Lambeau? I, I agree. Uh, I feel like you're always playing at, at San Francisco. The last time I remember was when Colin Kaepernick destroyed us in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, That's probably not that was it. A, but, that was a playoff game. But that but for a regular season. We ever played San Francisco at Lambeau? I feel like it's every time, every whatever cycle it is, you always yeah. play at San Francisco. It does, does certainly feel like that. Is this uh, okay? Here we go. Here we go. Um, 2018, San Francisco came to Green Bay, and yeah, it was I don't know, closer than we thought. Result is a W. I don't know who won. Uh, oh, Packers. Okay, Packers won. Uh, the last three have been in San Francisco, so that doesn't seem that doesn't seem fair. Um, I can't it, playoffs anyway. Whatever. Um, when was that playoff game? That was was that 2013? That seems too long ago. All right, whatever. Uh, yeah. So once again, at San Francisco, I have low expectations for this game, Marlo, uh, just because of the going to California, going to San Francisco. This is never for whatever reason the past. At least since Matt LaFleur has been here, for so that's two years, we have had horrible results out in California, San Francisco specifically. Um, San Francisco hasn't looked awesome so far. They had a relatively close win against Detroit, although the Packers are also battling here with Detroit pretty closely. They had, was it 18-11, something weird like that. A lackluster win, I would say, against maybe a good Eagles team. We'll talk about that more in a little second. But they're on, like, maybe their fifth string running back, but that doesn't seem to matter in this offense. So I look at it and I go, maybe the Packers can get San Francisco. But then I remember, oh, yeah, it's Green Bay and San Francisco. Where there's no, We have no chance. So <laughs> I'm sure I'll talk myself up into it, and then we'll give up. 250 yards on the ground to some guy San Francisco just signed off the street and lose. So that's what I've looked forward to. I can't wait. It is Sunday night football, so I will have to wait, which, God, it just makes Sunday more stressful. You can't get the game out of the way. You just sit there and you worry. And I watch every game and I think how that impacts. You know, if the Eagles are good and they win, I'm going to think the 49ers are better. And that's going to stress me out. It never works in my favor that way. The nerves always go up based on whatever happened. And I just kind of like twist it to make the Packers less likely to win whatever game they're going to be in later. It's not fun. It's not fun. But that's what next Sunday will be like for me. All right. Speaking of other games, yep, Marlo. Yep. Next week, Thursday night, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Uh, so Houston, yes, yeah. I guess. It's a Thursday night game. It is a very Thursday night game. I don't. I guess. The only thing that would make it better was Color Rush. 
we, I mean, one can only hope. Um, Carolina may be better than we thought. Maybe. With their win against New Orleans, who looked like they were going to go to the Super Bowl, and Jameis Winston was going to win MVP last week. Had a terrible week. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I think, more surprisingly, had even a worse week. I think he had like less than 20 total yards on offense. Um, not great. Not good. Houston. Fantasy order everywhere. Asking if they should bench him. Uh, Houston is good. Okay. They're okay. They're okay. Actually, Tyrod got hurt. Yeah. So they said even if Tyrod can't go, they're not going to play Deshaun Watson. (laughs) They didn't say why. What's going on with him? They just said... He's not going to play, which has been the weirdest thing about all this, that they're just nobody. We're not going to talk about it, but nobody. it's weird that everybody else isn't talking about it, and he's just kind of like weirdly off to the side. It's very bizarre. That said, I don't know what you do, but it is very weird. So they're going to go with then, oh, I had it up here, Sam Davis, I think. Something Davis. Miles Davis? <laughs> Miles Davis. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, they're going the rookie out of Stanford who everybody kind of fell in love with and was like, oh, he could be a sleeper pick for a quarterback. They got him in the third round. Um, and that started the whole is Houston moving on thing. Uh, and they got Taylor. Um, it's going to be weird. I don't know. I, and everything I've heard about the Houston team is they have professionals on this team. So I guess that means they're not going to get whooped, but might make games interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to talk myself into a narrative of this game, and I just can't find a narrative to grasp onto. I'll watch it, but I don't know why I'll be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Sam, the Sam Darnold comeback train. I think it would be really fun if Sam Darnold was... It would be very fun to be torturous to the Jets fans. Yes. If Sam Darnold went elsewhere and was good. Yeah. <laughs> and Zach Wilson, who looked really bad... Against the Patriots, but I mean, it's Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback, but he looked really bad. It would be really funny to torture Jets fans if Sam Darnold ends up being even competent <laughs> and Wilson is bad. Yeah, 100%. That's so Jets. So Jets. They move on. <laughs> and then the narrative is, you know, they gave up on him too soon. He had mono that one year. It was year weird. Yeah. You could make the argument they never gave him weapons and all that. It'd be really fun. Not for the Jets fans, but for people who enjoy Jets fans being tortured, I guess. It would be really fun. Um, you know, There's no good narratives out of Houston, so let's go with that. The Sam Darnold game, and maybe a reminder that Christian McCaffrey's good. Oh, if yeah. he, if forget. people forget. Don't sleep, don't sleep on Christian McCaffrey. <sighs> don't sleep on him. All right. Sunday night, we talked about Monday night. Philadelphia may be good Eagles against... Dallas may be good Cowboys. Is Jalen Hurts good? Well, is he better than Sam Darnold? People are asking. Uh, probably better than Sam Darnold. I, what they, I mentioned they scored 11 points against San Francisco. That game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought the game was, we were going to go into that game and be like, okay, the Eagles beat, what, Colts week one? Sure, Colts are a weird team. But they're going to get, you know, I don't want to say taught a lesson, but they're going to get beat soundly by a San Francisco team, and it didn't feel that sound, and they hung in there. I think their defense is better than, or maybe their defense is just back to being good. 
uh, when their quarterback doesn't turn the ball over all the time. Uh, that kind of helps. I think Jalen Hurts is good. He's good. But is he going to win you playoff games? I think he might be good enough to win this NFC East. Is that going okay. too far? No, I don't think that's going far. I don't think that's going too far at all. What do you think? Do you think he, I mean, he? it's just like a different question. It's right. Can he win the NFC East versus, I think we are both saying yes to that, right? Can he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's good enough to do that. Is he good enough to lead a team to a Super Bowl? Ooh. I don't think so. So then you're kind of stuck in that weird middle spot, right? If you're Philadelphia. Yeah. Or do yeah. you just kind of go, hey, we won a Super Bowl with Nick freaking Foles. <laughs> we can try that type of, um, I don't know, strategy or whatever, that game plan, roster building again, get a good defense, get a good you know, uh, run game, do some weird freaking plays in the big games and figure it out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want Dallas to be good. I've decided because <laughs> decided. it's really fun watching Mike McCarthy lose when he's not your head coach. <laughs> so well, the best part is that they can find a way to lose and still score a bazillion points. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. That's fun to watch. I think it'll be a good game. It'll be an interesting game because I think we're going to – Dallas's offense is good, and I think Philly's defense is good, so I think that's going to be a good matchup. Dallas's defense stinks, and I think – what did the Chargers have – two or three touchdowns called off the board because of penalties like again chargers doing chargers things to lose games they should win but like dallas is gonna i think gonna give up points i think this could be an entertaining monday night football game i don't know who will win necessarily but i think points will be scored (laughs) great (laughs) that's that's some hard-hitting shit right there that's good it makes me want to watch marlo that is good i feel like you're being sarcastic Turning my feelings. No, never. Never. <laughs> All right. Other than that, Marlo. So I think <laughs> pretty – well, I don't know. If Green Bay-San Francisco is close, that I just don't think that's going to be – I'm worried that won't be an entertaining game. I think Philadelphia-Dallas will be entertaining, and Carolina-Houston is going to be a Thursday night football game. <clears throat> other than that, Marlo, what do you see out there that you like? I think there are a couple games, but what game are you looking at, the one you're – one or two, I guess, that you're kind of pegged as interested in watching next Sunday. Yeah, let's do it well for weird reasons, but New Orleans, New England. Uh, Battle of the news. Back, back. Yep. Yep. Big. yep. And, oh, France, Tampa Bay, France Los France England. Yeah. Big What's one. That? France versus England, 100 years war. All, <laughs> yeah. the, his- all the history. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, probably, probably not why. No, Tampa and L.A. That should be a good one. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at uh, as that's a late afternoon game. God, I hope that that's one we're able to watch because it's always funky uh, when it's a late afternoon game. I don't think there's anyone else that should be national game. So hopefully that one because that's what NFC championship game preview could be. People what, saying. what we're what we're thinking. So um I like that one. That's a great one. My The early game I'm interested in is Los Angeles Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs. I think that could be an AFC Championship game preview. Whoa. Because I, like, I still like the Chargers. I just think they, if they cannot do the dumb things to lose the games, but we've been saying that for years, right? I thought it was a Phillip Rivers thing. Apparently it's still a Chargers thing. 
I think they missed a field goal too that hit the upright. So the ghost of Phyllis, the ghost of Philip. So I think that could be interesting. Uh, and like I said, I think both those could be championship game previews. This game's uh, over. Packers just scored again, 35-17. see what the next point is. Uh, interesting one, Marlowe, I guess, for our division, Seattle, Minnesota. For, I guess... Our, oh, Aaron Jones is slow to get up. Moment. All right. He's fine. Uh, Seattle with a disappointing loss at home. Minnesota with a disappointing misfield goal, as we mentioned. Are I think this is a are these teams bad game? I don't oh. I don't know. Oh. Are are one of these teams bad? Whoa! I mean, we might find out. We might, we might find out. We might find out. Uh, is that an exciting game to watch? You would you tune in the game to find out if two teams are bad? <laughs> two teams are bad. Depends on how bad the game is. If it's so bad that it's funny, yes. Yeah. But it's not like Atlanta, New York. Like you know, both these teams are bad. <laughs> like you know, right, you're, not, right. yeah. you're not tuning in and trying to figure that one out. Colts, Tennessee could be interesting too, just because um, somebody's got to win that AFC South. This could be you know one of the two games that decides it. Although probably Tennessee now that because I thought they were going to start zero and two, and that was part of the reason I was like quasi writing them off. I don't know. All right. Well, that's next week. Looks exciting. There it is. There it is. NFL. Ooh, week three coming up next week. Um, I think that's it for football, Casey. What a weekend. But now we turn it over to America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right. Quick one here for you, Marlo. Uh, over the weekend, Liverpool defeats Leeds 3-0. Leeds, uh, a man down later uh, in the game on a... Uh, Horrific side tackle, actually. Uh, midway through the game, I guess that was. Um, City, uh, I guess the other big results, Manchester City draws Southampton, so Manchester City once again dropping points in a game they should win. Uh, that is good news for the other ti- title uh, contenders, Liverpool included, uh, Chelsea, Manchester United, as um, as City the favorite drop points in games they, as I mentioned, should be getting points. And uh, troubling for Liverpool's chances, uh, Chelsea dominates Tottenham. Uh, 2-0 was the final score there in complete control, and Chelsea just looks like they did at the end of last year. They don't give up goals. They find ways to get goals, and like I mentioned, don't give up goals. It's a troubling combination for their opponents. Looking ahead to next weekend, big game, uh, Chelsea-Manchester City on Saturday. Liverpool playing Brentford. Probably not a big game if you're not a Liverpool fan, but I am, so that's why we're mentioning it. And then Sunday, Arsenal-Tottenham, which is fun to watch just because to watch the winning team mock the other team for losing. Both teams, I think, take more joy out of the other team being bad than they do in uh, being good themselves. So that will be interesting to watch for that very reason. That is it for the quarter kick. Is it for the quarter kick? Okay. Um, all right, let's finish it up here with a little baseball talk. Yeah, snuck in a little Brewers here on you, Marlo, in the end. Uh, Brewers make the playoffs. Uh, magic number is zero. Uh, they will face I the winner of the East, it, it looks like. I mean, I think that's pretty much guaranteed, which right now is Atlanta, but I think that uh, the Phillies are still kind of in there, in the running uh, a little bit. Uh, I think they were two games back last I looked, which was like two days ago, but... Um, 
four years in a row for the playoffs for the Milwaukee Brewers is, I mean, sure, you know, I guess American sports is win championships or it's worthless kind of attitude most of the time, right? I complain about that a lot, but to have a winning baseball team in Milwaukee four years in a row is... I was going to say blessing, but that seems a bit much. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great joy. And to have meaningful baseball in September is something you should never take for granted as a Brewers fan. And I'm just you know, trying to enjoy this final stretch as we hopefully play really, really well and knock the Cardinals out of the playoffs. We play seven of the remaining 15 games, 14 games, whatever it is, against the Cardinals. And it would just be awesome to knock them out. Uh of the wild card. That would be, that'd be great. And then intermixed in all this, Ryan Braun retired. Yeah. He wasn't on the roster. I think he was holding out hope he would be called up on a 40 man roster, called up to some sort of playoff roster or something. I don't know. Uh, it's a weird time to announce your retirement and just kind of combines it with what is now a weird legacy, right? Cause of the PED suspension. Um, so you kind of couple those two things. It was just a really weird moment as the, you know, the team's all-time leading home run hitter, their best player for the better part of a decade, the guy who led them to their previous playoff run back in, what, the turn of the, uh, the early 2010s, I think it was, just kind of unceremoniously retiring as the team is making the playoffs. It was very strange, and there's very mixed emotions about him um, because of... The PD system. I don't know. Well, how do you celebrate this, Marlo? I mean, what do you do? Can you hold him up and be like, I, "Hey, yeah, yeah, I yeah. should be, I should be more excited about and honoring uh, and his know, career"? Or you know me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little different than most people, right? People get caught. He served his time, did whatever. Um, he still was a pretty good player outside of that year or two, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it. I think it's tough to be celebrated. He was your guy. Uh, if it was my guy, I would celebrate him. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay, all right. I'll try to celebrate him a little bit more. I mean, I still have a yeah. poster of him on my wall for God's sakes. I mean, nice. the uh, the run that they made, uh, getting to the NLCS, losing the fucking Cardinals, but whatever. Um, God, I wish I can't. I can't remember what year that is off the top of my head at, at this point, but uh, was unprecedented for Brewers. I mean, my whole life they sucked. And then along came Braun, along came Ricky Weeks, along came Chris Fielder, and all of a sudden we're winning divisions, we're making the playoffs, and that hadn't happened in my whole life until that point. Uh, and he was a part of that, and he kind of stayed through middling years, which were okay. They weren't, a, you know, we weren't necessarily making playoffs all the time. We were pretty good that we weren't bottom of the barrel like you know the pirates are right now or what the brewers were in the 90s um and he was a part of all that so i guess i it's just the weird timing i think that it's just like okay but now right now like how do we honor this it was very strange so anyway that was enough of that that's it i I didn't have anything else all right this is good white Sox magic number is two um yeah and then that's who are they going to play in the plan they're are they going to be? I don't even know. Is it, is, it's probably still up in the air. I think that. Yeah, I think, I, I think the AL is a little closer. Oh, AL, uh, a wild card race for the ages with all AL East teams. It's 
I mean, God, I hope the Yankees don't win it, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really it's been really fun. Uh, they have eighty five, so you'll probably looks like you line up to play the Astros as it looks today. Not great. Can't wait. With the Rays being the number one, the number one seed, they play the wild card right now. Uh, in the AL, uh, Boston holds it, and Toronto and the Yankees are a half game back. It'd be so fun if the Yankees didn't didn't win it or didn't make the playoffs. That's what I'm rooting for. That's from sure, the sure Cardinals are three there. and a half up on the final NL wild card. So, oh, Goff just dropped the ball. <laughs> He's just not good. He just can't play in the rain, Marlo. He's used to playing in L.A. They don't have rain there. He's not used to this. Not great. That's bad. That's bad. All right. Must have the small hands. All right. Um, that's it. Can you put gloves we made on? It, we made it through. According to the Packers game, Casey's still here. Um, as always, guys, feel free to follow us on Twitter at myself, at MarloJR. Podcast at 132Breeze, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. That will be it for me. Casey, you got any last words? Well, just a normal send off tomorrow. As always, yeah. fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.